We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, with Krishna today, and we are talking about LeBron's choices for the All-Star Game. Not the player, the metric, our flagship stat over here uh, at Basketball Index. If you want to check out LeBron, you can. It's actually uh, free. If you go on the website, go under free data, go to applications, you can find the LeBron app, you can look up players. LeBron, see where your favorite players rank and maybe uh, where your least favorite players rank. I don't know. Whatever you want to do with it. Uh, But today we're talking about LeBron's choices for the All-Star Game. Krishna, you ready to get into it? Yep. Ready to get into it. All right. We only argued about this for like, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes prior to the episode. But we figured it out. uh, We've gone to couples therapy and now we're ready to do this episode so in the west uh for the backcourt lebron had uh normally so when we type it out lebron's in all caps so you know that it's not the player uh that does not work that way in podcast form but in the backcourt we have luca and sga and then the three front court slots we have joker sabonis and lebron james lebron picking lebron uh could be uh um, what is that uh, conflict of interest there um, Krishna how are you feeling about LeBron's choices of the West Coast uh, starting all-stars uh, I'm feeling I, I think it's done a pretty good job um, I am just going to mention so I think we were talking about this a bit um, off air where uh, you're asking like wait why do we have Sabonis in because we have two centers and uh, they changed that a few years ago um, where they just went to three front court players instead of like two front court and a center. So I, so if we were to do uh, two front court and a, uh, so two front court and a center, we would probably take out Sabonis and put in, uh, I think it would be Markkanen. Um, and then the other thing, it, like, so I actually think that instead of going to like three front court and two uh, back court, we should just do the five best players. In which case, surprisingly, LeBron would also have the same five players. Uh, <laughs> so I guess it worked out well in terms of like, even though we have the two back court and three front court, we actually did pick uh, the five best players by LeBron. In terms of my uh, disagreement, I am going to disagree here with LeBron. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily have Sabonis in over Triple J 
Um, I think ultimately, like the number of minutes played would probably have me leaning towards Sabonis. We like I think Triple J has been uh, outstanding. Like he is, whereas he is, uh, I think he's like seventh in LeBron. Okay, I'm gonna pull this up and give exact. So yeah, he's seventh in LeBron, but he only has like 800 minutes played. And honestly, actually, there's a guy ahead of him uh, who I think uh, you probably want to talk about um, who could be a starter, could arguably be a starter, too, if we went with uh, just LeBron and instead of uh, wins above replacement. Um, and that would be AD. Uh, but the other disagreement I'm going to have is I would go with Steph instead of Shea, I think. And honestly, there's no reason <laughs> Uh, for that outside of the fact that I think I I do feel like Steph's been a little better although you know what I think so this is a thing where like I feel like a few weeks ago I would have definitely gone with Steph over Shea but I think since he's come back from his injuries been kind of eh it's been up and down uh he was outstanding at the end of the game yesterday but um honestly I, I don't really have that much of an issue with Shea over Steph right now because like I do think since Steph came back from his injury, he's just not been as good. Um, but that would be the other guy I might go with instead of Shea. Um, and we got to have Luka and Jokic on there. Um, and I think LeBron versus Markinen, uh, you could go either way there. But, um, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's I a lot of things I can grab from that. So number one, I would say – the way that LeBron, the stat, chooses uh, who to put on this all-star team is it looks at... So we have LeBron, which is per 100 possessions, and then we have LeBron War, which we'll just call War the rest of the episode because that's always what we're referencing. And War, you accumulate as you play. So like we talked about, it, I think it was maybe a few episodes ago, um, where the more minutes you play the more warriors going to be because basically like if the the war is is your lebron with your minutes to like count up basically so we're looking at war here and that's where it can get a little tricky on who to choose right because if you look at you know sga versus steph is a really good example steph's offense has been definitely a bug like a shoulder head and shoulder above SGA's and O LeBron, but SGA's a better a better D LeBron, which is you know factors into the overall LeBron calculation. So if someone was like, well, you know, I value that extra offense over the defensive value that SGA, then that's fine. That's a good conversation to have. So just wanted to get everybody straight on how LeBron is picking these players. It is looking at war, but there are some kind of difficult choices to make because someone like Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't make the West, you know, spoiler, we haven't gotten to the bench. He actually didn't make the all-star team here for LeBron because he hasn't played enough minutes where his value per minute has been fantastic, especially on the defensive side. But because he hasn't played enough, it's hard to, like, this is one of the things we were arguing about before the episode where it's, you know, do you just pick the best players or do you pick the best players this year and then, how do you determine that, you know, based on playing time, how much they've played, like how how many, what's the threshold you need to get over? So let's talk about the bench here. We have Laurie Marketing. He's having a fantastic year. Uh, Dame Lillard, he has had a great bounce back year from injury last season. John Morant, Anthony Edwards, Steph Curry, De'Aaron Fox, and Anthony Davis is the last spot. So Anthony Davis is the only player in the West that has played under a thousand minutes this year. He just made it. He was the last one on the team. 
And it's one of those things where it is confusing because he has been a two-way monster this year. But when you're comparing him to someone that's played, like Luka has played literally twice as many minutes as AD. And obviously they're not competing for the same spot or anything like that. But it makes the analysis start to get difficult because you, you see, it depends on, I guess, what you want to value. But I do think on-court raw production does need to be taken into account or the problem is like you don't really get a lot of new all-stars then right like if you have the same older players that are missing a lot of time because you're like well i know they're the best but it's like well they're not doing it this year so i think there's an interesting conversation to be had there and uh me and christian argued about it at length before we recorded this episode about how to handle this but i think in the end lebron did get it right for the most part because like especially in the the front court uh when you're not looking at centers the next up uh wing players are paul george who's been good this year and then jaron jackson jr i think j triple j has the best argument to make this team um i think what you would do is you probably would take anthony edwards spot because anthony edwards has the worst just total lebron out of anyone on either of the teams. However, he has played a ton of minutes, and that means he has accumulated a lot of LeBron war, which, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from that. Like, that is still valuable if you're a team in the regular season, especially, like, if you're a Lakers fan listening to this, and you know how much time AD has missed and how much that has hurt the team, and then you're like, oh, there's a guy in Anthony Edwards who's played more than double the minutes. It's like, ooh, that is sort of enticing, when you're a team struggling to try to make the playoffs. So I think it's it's a tricky thing. And I don't know, Krishna, what what ultimately what is you what are your feelings about this? Um, so I think so Anthony Edwards has actually played the most minutes in the West here out of all of our players. He's at like eighteen hundred plus minutes. Uh so he's kind of a bit of a minutes merchant here where uh yeah, he's just <laughs> he's the accumulator, uh, just accumulating a ton of minutes. But um, so I don't yeah, like I, I do kind of lean more towards just choosing it based on LeBron. Like, I feel like if you're doing MVP or maybe even all NBA, you might want to go with um, War instead of LeBron. But I think with all star game and, and part of the all star game is like you want to see like the most fun players Right, because like it's an actual game that's being played. Uh, that's why we have the fan voting in there, right? So I I do think like going based on LeBron makes a little more sense. Uh, I do want to just mention like so after uh, we have AD is the last uh, player in, and the other guy. So you mentioned the next place would be PG, then Triple J, and the guy after that would be Aaron Gordon. Uh, on the Nuggets, who has and Zion's in the mix somewhere in there. Zion's in the mix too. Yeah, those are two other guys. Um, I think Aaron Gordon is that uh, that actually kind of shocked me that he would be right after Triple J, because like uh, I, I heard like a few weeks ago, somebody tweeted that like, oh, Aaron Gordon can make the All Star game, and I think I was just like, what? That can't happen like that. He's like he's been really good, but I was like, okay, he hasn't been All Star level good. And then you start to go through the West forwards, and you're like, oh, actually, there's not that many forwards who have been better than him. Like, like PG hasn't played that many games. Um, 
Triple J, obviously, and marking in LeBron, like Sabonis, obviously, have all been better. But there's like, he really has been one of the best forwards in the West this year. And like, if the All Star game, if like, if there were 15 slots in the All Star game, he might actually make it. Um, so it's not actually crazy to have Aaron Gordon in there. You know, I assumed that there were because there's there's 15 spots on a normal NBA roster. So for I mean, I had never really counted, but I was just assumed there was that many all stars because I'm like, I don't know. They're filling out a whole team. I did not know that it's only 12. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention also is like with the guards. Uh, so I mentioned this earlier with Shay. We have Shea starting. But like if you look at the LeBron for Shea, Dame, Ja and Steph. They are all within like 3.5 to 3.8. Or sorry, 3.35 to 3.8. Point is they're all very close. And you're talking about like a very small difference in terms of the LeBron. Like ultimately LeBron is like it's a number, but it's still an estimate of like a true of a player's value, right? So like if somebody is like 3.38 versus like 3.42, like that's not that much of a difference. And you could go based on like preference or, you know, based, whoever you kind of prefer. So like, honestly, I think among the four guards between Shea, Dame, John, Steph, you could really start any one of them and all of them would kind of be deserving. Um, so, and, uh, and I think, who who are the other guards? Like, if we did go to 15-man roster, who are you filling this out with? Are we going with PG, JJ, J, Triple J, and Aaron Gordon? Do we have any other guards? Uh, so we're saying if there's three more spots. Okay, yeah. so Jaron Jackson Jr. is definitely making it. And then I think probably Zion makes it, um, just because he was so devastating before his injury. And then I think you probably have an interesting choice between Paul George and Aaron Gordon. I think it's probably easier to make the argument for Paul George because people are used to him being at an all-star level. And Aaron Gordon, you know, for a long time, he played in Orlando. He was in the dunk contest, which does help him. But he, nobody, right? So if you've been watching the NBA for the last couple of years, and you haven't paid a lot of attention. You haven't watched a lot of Nuggets games this year for whatever reason. Like Aaron Gordon is playing at a different level. Like a player, he he's never been this before. We've always loved the tools. He's a really good athlete. And he's been a, like a, a solid to like above average player. But he has like efficiency wise just gone through the roof. And the confidence level you can see is at a really high level. So he's a really interesting case. And I do like him as a player. But I think the argument would probably be easier for Paul George. Um, just because of his um, probably entire career. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's another guy we're actually missing, uh, guard, that would probably make the 15 man roster over probably PG and um, Triple J and Gordon would be Booker. Uh, We just kind of totally forgot about him because he hasn't played in. Missed so much time. Yeah, he's missed a ton of time. So this is, again, where you'd probably have to look at LeBron instead of War. Um, but Booker is 20th in LeBron. And, uh, like, he's right there with Ja. He's a little bit below Ja. Um, and, like, if you were to expand this out to 15 players, I think you would have him in there. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Thing, yeah, and, and the thing with Booker is um, his on-off numbers – so if you look at the like LA luck adjusted RPM portion of LeBron, that's where Booker is like really good. Like he's been a critical piece. Like the Suns have been just horrible without him. Like, like so um, he might be the like most important player, honestly, among all of the guards in the West right now, in terms of like his importance to the team. More important than Luca. Um. Yeah, okay. Maybe not more important. Sorry, I guess I should say more important than the four or five guards we were talking about starting with Luka. Uh, starting at next to Luka. So Luka, obviously, is probably the most important. And obviously, some of the, like, Jokic is more important, right? But um, I think, like, after those two, it might be Booker. Over Steph? Um. Uh. <laughs> Because yeah. I think if you take Steph off the Warriors, the Warriors would just instantly like burst into flames. Yeah. Um, you know what's weird, though, is the... I don't know. This is kind of tricky because like, if you look at Steph's on-off numbers throughout the season, actually throughout his career, obviously, like he's it's, he's got ridiculous on-off numbers. But like the Warriors weren't actually that bad without him they weren't like terrible without him. they did i will say you do got to hand it to him they held down the fort pretty well while he was out this year um i just wonder how long that could have been sustained for yeah so i i think part of i don't think that would have sustained because they had a pretty light schedule um and like if you look at his actual on off numbers um he's obviously like always usually really good so i mean i don't know if like you could kind of argue either way there but, um, yeah, just obviously Booker's importance. So, actually, if you look at um, – I'm looking at RAPM now. So, not looking at the luck-adjusted version, but, like, RAPM, Booker's 14 in the league. Um, and he is ahead of Steph. Uh, and if you look at luck-adjusted RAPM, let's see, he is uh, – Uh, <laughs> Krishna looking things up live on the podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. We're going to the East. Took too long. We're going to the East. All right. The East starters in the backcourt we have Donovan Mitchell and James Harden. And in the front court, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, and Giannis. So, again, just recapping the five starters. Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, and Giannis. I would say Randle 
probably the biggest surprise. I think he just edged out Durant in the latest iteration of LeBron War. They're neck and neck really close. Obviously, Kevin Durant can't keep accumulating war if he's not playing. Um, I would say that's the only probably swap I would have there. But again, I think LeBron did a good job with the players at the top. Weirdly, we've talked about this a little bit. James Harden has not been getting the coverage that he is accustomed to while having a, a very strong season in Philly. And, you know, we've talked about it a little bit just kind of throughout the season, but uh, LeBron has him as a starter in the All-Star game, and I have no problem with that. Yeah, I I think it's uh, absolutely deserving. I think that obviously the only guy you mentioned where I think we probably both wouldn't have him in there would be Randall, who is the kind of minutes merchant of the East here with uh, almost 1,800 minutes played. He's got like... Uh, a 350 minute advantage over Embiid and like a 550 minute advantage over, sorry, 350 minute advantage over KD and 530 uh, minute advantage over Embiid. So basically, yeah, he's just getting in on war. His actual LeBron is uh, much lower than both of them. And I think honestly, like, I, I feel like we would both go with one of Katie or Embiid with our starters instead. Um, and I think, uh, honestly, the difference between Katie, Katie versus Embiid is very close. Uh, I think you could go either way. Um, I'm going to go with Embiid because it just feels like nobody is selecting him. <laughs> that's, that's my very, and also because he does have a higher LeBron. So that's my very simple reason for going with Embiid. How about you? I'd go with Durant, mostly because with this new... I mean, I would just go Durant over Randall, right? Because it makes sense. But Durant over Embiid, I would go with Durant just because I love to hear Embiid whine, but also all of Embiid's fans whine on the internet because all they do... Oh my God, and all the, like, the previous MVP races, they just whine where they're like, well, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. He's doing as much as he can. It's just like, what are you, like his like helicopter mom? Come on, where it's like, the way you win these awards or start in the all-star game is by scoring more points more efficiently, making more passes, and then just overall being more impactful on the offensive and defensive end. Like, what do you think these players that are getting these accolades ahead of you are doing? Something magical or, or complaining more? Because based on how people are behaving, that's what they think the secret is. So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a touchy subject for me. Well, in, in Embiid's defense, he actually does have a decent-sized lead on uh, KD in terms of LeBron. Uh, but not war. Not war, but as uh, as I said earlier, don't we want to go with LeBron? I mean, like, unless you want to stick with Julius Randle as your starter. I think it Keep is. Keep the Knicks fans happy. I think it is a mixture. I think I think Ward definitely has to play a part here, right? Because, like, you, you start running into the issue of if you don't use war, you start playing what if just too much, where it's like, you know, let's say you have someone play 3,000 minutes at a pretty, at like a A minus level, and then you have somebody play, you know, half the minutes, like 1,500 at it's at an A plus level where they're like, there's an assumption that people are like, oh, they'll just play. They'll double the amount they're doing and they'll continue at an A plus level. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That the world I live in doesn't always work that way. Yes, sometimes that does happen. But if someone is just like out producing you, it's hard to say, 
it's hard to argue with that sometimes. So I think I think it's a uh, a conversation to be had for each specific situation. But I also think Julius Randle deserves some credit, right? Like he has been good on the Knicks this year. Him and Brunson have been their one-two punch. The Knicks are a good team, not only uh, in in record but also in offensive rating. And you know, there's something. What is it? The best. What is the best availability? Is availability? What's that saying? I don't know. Playing is important, and. Uh, I don't know. Embiid's missed a lot of time. So I'm not doubting the talent, but at a certain point, like we do have to talk about what has happened, not what could have happened. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, there were differences like uh, Katie's at 5.56 and Embiid's at 5.48. And he's got like what, like 200, like we're talking about a pretty small difference. And the difference in LeBron is like actually quite like there's a one plus point difference. Uh, for Embiid so um you know the Kevin Durant haters check back in and I'm going with Embiid (laughs) all right so the bench for the east uh like we've mentioned Kevin Durant Joel Embiid after that DeMar DeRozan Jimmy Butler Nick Claxton Siakam and Darius Garland um I think probably most people would immediately be like well the two players missing that are a surprise are Kyrie and Jalen Brown. They both had very good seasons and they would be fighting it out for that last spot with Darius Garland. Uh, how do you feel about Garland making it and Kyrie and Jalen Brown missing? Um, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. I guess like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually cool with that. Uh, I, I think I probably would go with Garland. I, I actually, I mean, Kyrie's got a really case um i think also just because like the nets have been a better team and also like in this time katie's been injured uh kyrie has been actually really good for the last like bunch of games um and they're not totally collapsing in a way i think most people would have expected um but i i'd go with garland i think yeah, I think the Kyrie one's tough, especially for just like how famous he is. Uh, but Garland's a really good player. Like, I think I think it's changing, but not everybody has seen a lot of Garland because he plays in Cleveland. It's different this year now that Mitchell's there. They're so good, but they made the play in last year, and he just absolutely took a mammoth jump. His playmaking is is really something to see. Like watching him play, you're like, yeah, I believe in all of the numbers he's putting up. I really like him a lot. I feel like he slotted in perfectly as the second guy there in Cleveland. And he's playing at a high level. I know he missed a little bit of time at the beginning of the year, um, but has gotten rolling lately. Jalen Brown, I think, is one that people would immediately like throw their arms up about because the scoring volume is really high this year. Um, I've I've talked about him at length. I think I did a scouting report where I talked about his mid-range game is is really looking strong this year. So it is tough, but you brought this to my attention. His uh, his luck adjusted on off data just isn't super impressive offensively. Basically saying when he's off the court, the offense is almost as good in Boston, which does hurt. But I think there's some other factors there. Like it's a really deep team. There's a lot of different places they can get offense. They have a lot of good ball movers. Uh, they're just overall probably most people would argue the best team in the league this year. So there are, you know, there is a discussion to be had there as well. But I just think that's uh, that's some real good uh, talking point fodder, not having Kyrie or Jalen Brown on the all-star team. Yeah, I, I think the thing, did we discuss this on the last pod where, 
uh, I think we looked up like the on-court offensive ratings for like all the Celtics, and Jalen was like the lowest of their rotation players. Which I don't like, think was I don't know if that was on the podcast or not, but we definitely had that discussion. Yeah, and and that's not to say that like Jalen's like the least important player offensively, but I do think it was interesting to see that like out of like all of the Celtics rotation players, his on-court offensive rating was the lowest. And um, it's, yeah, like I, I don't think, like he, he's clearly the second best player offensively on the team, but I do think like there's something with his offense where maybe like his stats might pop out more than like his impact on offense. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think between Kyrie, Jalen Brown, and Garland this year. That's a real tough one. I think, honestly, I might just like put three names in a hat, close my eyes, and pull one out um, because I think they're all on a pretty similar level. Uh, recapping again the All-Stars in the East for LeBron, oh. Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, and Giannis are the starters. We talked about swapping Randle out there for Durant or Embiid who were on the bench. Uh, then other bench players are DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Nick Claxton, Siakam, and Darius Garland. Shout out to Nick Claxton. You know, playing at a really high level defensively. Probably was our defensive player of the year in the first half, making the all-star game. Had a really tough playoffs last year and bounced back and playing really well. So that's uh, someone that's pretty cool. Yeah, so if we were doing 15 players on the East, we would be able to pretty much add Kyrie uh Jalen and Garland right or sorry no what would be the last one I guess that's the question who I know Porzingis was in the mix yeah um I'm trying to think who else I know Levine has come on as of late and has been playing really well I'm not sure what the overall numbers are this season but I know he's really taken it up a notch probably the last month I'm trying to think who else would be there Stockham we did Stockham's already on the team oh he is up oh. <laughs> oh Fred Van Vliet uh, possibly. I know he's having a down year, but his impact metrics are always strong. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is uh, tricky. I'm trying to like scroll through LeBron while also say, okay, we, we don't have Halliburton on there. Oh, we don't have Halliburton on there. So he uh. would be, yeah, he would be another guy who would probably make the 15 man roster. Um, that actually is surprising to me that we don't have him on there. I think, the issue is the minutes, so he just doesn't have enough war. Um, he's 21st in LeBron, so um, and right there at that, like tw- there's 22 All Stars, like right at that. Right, and he's got less minutes than probably some of the other guys. Like um, he's actually ahead of Garland, Kyrie, and Jalen in LeBron, but he doesn't have as many minutes. So mm. I think like if you're looking at just LeBron, you might have him on there. Um, but, uh, oh, I, I did have one last thought. Um, so Taylor, did you notice we had two Kings on the all-star team? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Where are you going with this? Well, I, I just wanted to mention that to the resident Kings hater. Um, well, let's, we'll clarify, clarify what I said on the first power rankings podcast was, Gee golly, this team has a lot of offensive slanted players. Uh, then I, I think that that makes sense. You have enough offense on your team. You're going to get some all-stars out of it. Let's see how far this carries the Kings in the regular season and in the playoffs because I'm interested to see how a team with no defenders 
Oh, they got one. They got Davion Mitchell. They have one defender, a team with one defender. Let's see. Do I kind of? This is kind of me doing my Stephen A. deal. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, one defender. Let's see how far that can carry a team. Oh, it doesn't even feel good. Even like fake doing it. Oh man, I feel feel gross. Um. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for <laughs> our. Uh, you know, originally when I pitched the like bringing the podcast back to to, to Tim, the person in charge. Um, I was like, hey, what happens? Like, what what if we just did like a really combative analytics? Like instead of like digging for the truth, we're just trying to pick fights. Or like, what if we just tried to be uh contrarian? Or what if we were just the uh the most smug analytics podcast out there? Which we I mean we still might be. But uh like what if we really push that? Christian, is that a direction we should go? Should just try to be the most smug? I mean, as long as I get to call you King's Hater on every podcast, sure. Yeah, you, it doesn't matter to you after that. <laughs> you know what? All I right. realized the Kings have two All Stars on our team, and that is the most of any team. Uh, oh, outside of the Lakers. So, see, now I see why you're angry at the Kings. Stealing uh, the shine from the Lakers? What? No, Philly's got two. They got Harden and Embiid. I don't know. I mean, the West. Yeah. Oh, okay. But. <laughs> What are, the, King, the Kings have been trying to steal the shine from the Lakers for like 30 years. It's never gonna happen. We own the state. We own the state, Christian. It's as simple as that. We own the state. You like those light the beam chants at Staples? <laughs> I didn't hear them. I couldn't hear them. There was too many banners in the way. It was dampening the sound. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Basketball Index Podcast. We talked about LeBron's uh, all-star selections. My name is Taylor. That's Krishna. And we'll see you on the next episode of the B-Ball Index Podcast. <laughs>